This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. It's time to get educated on your Second Amendment rights. Welcome to two full hours of Gun Owners Radio. Your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Germisi, and Michael Schwartz, will teach you about firearms, self-defense, and the laws that affect your rights to keep and bear arms. Visit GunOwnersRadio.com with questions to learn how to become a sponsor of Gun Owners Radio and get involved. Together, we will win. Now here's your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Dramisi, and Michael Schwartz on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks, welcome to Gun Owners Radio. AM or FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. If you have a legal matter that involves firearms and you need to call our attorney, John Dillon, especially if you have questions about red flag laws, gun registration, gun transportation, or maybe you need to know that your guns are California compliant, call our trusted firearms attorney, John Dillon. John Dillon specializes in California gun laws. Call 760-642-7150 or go to his website at dillonlawgp.com. Hey, so our Christmas party is this week, uh, the fifteenth on Wednesday. Uh, we're having San Diego. We're having our Christmas party. Go to San Diego County com for information. But it's the evening of the fifteenth this Wednesday, so just in a couple of days. Come check it out. It's free, no purchase necessary. There's there's food and drink for purchase if you want when you're there. But we're gonna have prizes and all kinds of cool stuff, and uh, you'll get to see all kinds of cool people. And then Thursday, up in Orange County, Orange County Gun Owners is having their Christmas party. Same deal. No no cover. Um, all you got to do is RSVP in Orange County and, uh, and come on out, and there's some food and beverages and all kinds of fun. And that's on uh, Thursday the 16th. Go to orangecountygunowners.com and RSVP. Email us, and we'll, uh, we'll get you all taken care of and, and, uh, and set up and uh, have all kinds of fun. Where's the San Diego one? It's uh, here in San Diego. <laughs> you don't know yet. Yeah, I forget the name of the brewery. Just go to the website. Let's go to that. We're trying to. We're driving people to the website. Uh, gotcha. It's at a. Uh, it's at a brewery. That's kind of a San Diego tradition. I don't know. Did you know that? It's kind of. I a, noticed it seemed to be a trend. Yeah, we we always have our. We used to have a lot more uh, events at breweries because it's very San Diego, right? San Diego. I don't know if you know this, but San Diego is like brewery capital. Of the West Coast. I of think. the world. Of the world for microbrews. It's yeah. pretty amazing. So uh, we thought that was a very San Diego thing. So that's that's why we do that. But we kind of, it's it's Protector Brewery. Protector. Mm-hmm. P-R-O-T-E-C-T-O-R Brewery, which is on Miralani. It's, it's close to Miramar. Gotcha. It's right, right off of Miramar. Yeah, right off Miramar Road. Ugly sweater competition and uh, $7 beers all night, 20% all, 20% off all to-go items. Um and uh, yeah, we're gonna prizes. And all come kinds meet of, the radio stars. Come, yeah, meet all kinds of people. We we'll have elected officials. Laura Lothian said she's coming out, so we can all hoop and holler and thank mm-hmm. her for working mm-hmm. hard and have you know helping her, helping her, helping her win her race. So yeah, cool. Sounds yeah. like it's gonna be a fun time. So Orange County on Thursday, Wednesday, San Diego. Come on out, Christmas party. Have a lot of fun. Cool. Yeah. All right. What else is going on? Did you hear what uh, Gavin said? Joe, you heard, didn't you? Yes, I did. Actually, what, what do you want? You want to recap? What did he say? Um, no, well, he was looking at the, the, uh, the Supreme Court ruling um, on the abortion thing in Texas, mm-hmm. and saying that uh, they could sue doctors, I guess, down there 
uh, if they violate that abortion law. So Gavin said, well, wait, we'll just uh, whip up a gun control law based on that same principle and allow people to sue, uh, what was it, gun manufacturers, manufacturers, gun shops, gun this, gun that. So, yeah, that's his uh, plan now. It, it was kind of, you know, just stepping back. Okay, he's a jerk and whatever. And we're not going to, you know, wherever you stand on abortion. But he, he didn't really get it right. Like, he didn't really, it was, it, it's not really, you know, same, same. It's, it's, it's apples and oranges. What, 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 what's happening, uh, you know, the law, the abortion law in Texas and what he proposed in California is not the same. Well, what, what he's proposing has been tried before, right? And it's been unsuccessful so far yeah suing manufacturers yeah. you know um so there are a couple of news stations did a couple of interviews today a few interviews today that wanted statements on that i don't think that's done i think they're gonna probably run a few stories about that this week so take a look it's kind of you know it's kind of a slow season you know everything slows down around christmas so when a story like this does pop up all the news stations go right. crazy because they get the so we're gonna start suing ford and chevy and chrysler yeah, I know, right? and toyota yeah. For killing people, in but car that's accidents. but that's but but the comparison it's it's not the same. It, it would no. be like it would be it's it's it'd be closer if he said, you know, you could sue like like in that analogy, mm-hmm. you know, suing Ford or whatever. It, it would be, it's just not the same. It would be like suing not the manufacturer, but like say you got got hit by a car, then you you could sue like the taxi cab driver, mm-hmm. not the manufacturer, right. You know, so right. he he just kind of he jumped to this comparison, and it's not the right compare. Like he totally messed it up. Right. And you know? the, and the fact that you can't sue doctors and pharmaceutical companies that when you get the shot, you get shingles, for example. Uh, right. Yeah, I'd have to think that through, but I think that's right. <laughs> it is. Yeah, they. You're, yeah, they're not. You know, they're all totally. You know, they don't. You can't sue them for anything. But I mean, but there's no manufacturer in the abortion industry. No. <laughs> so. And, oh, and, and, well, and, well, there is kind of, and, and again, <laughs> no matter what your thought is on abortion, but when you are okay with thousands and thousands and thousands of babies dying, well, I'm not. I don't. I know. I'm I know, not an I'm abortion just, guy. I don't know. But, I'm not either. But I'm just saying, none of us thought out. It wasn't. But but he got the analogy. He got the comparison completely wrong. Does that surprise you? Really? Well, yeah, so you think they'll be they'll be covering more of this this week because it's a slow news week because Fredo yeah. got whacked last week and Juicy uh, got convicted. Dude, CNN. Nothing else to talk about. Did you see? I don't know if you saw, but you know Chris Wallace. Oh yeah, that Chris Wallace is where he belongs. Work, he works for CNN. He's well, Chris he Wallace. Now. Fact, he's completely. He's le- he's leaving the news industry. Oh, is no, he really? Well, yeah. yeah, he's going to CNN. He's going to CNN. <laughs> <laughs> is he really? He's, yeah, I couldn't believe yeah, he's leaving it. Fox. Is he really? He's leaving Fox. He's going to start at – well, because, again, with Fredo gone, there's an opening, you know, so uh, oh, he'll be over there. Well, that's where he should have been in a long time ago. That I think so, yeah. Thing, you know, what was the uh, – uh, who's the guy's name, the, the, the doctor who got caught plagiarizing a few years ago, and then you got uh, They all Cuomo. end up at CNN. Well, no, he was already there, <laughs> and CNN kept him. You got the guy who was caught on YouTube touching himself. Oh, yeah. You know, and then he's you got – Cuomo and he's getting canned. Well, that, that's a high bar. What do you have to do at CNN and to, I, I to not be acceptable? <laughs> Don Lemon is. Uh, he's got know, all kinds of lawsuits against him. Or, like, yeah, he's working what? on it. <laughs> My gosh, they have come a long way since, uh, you know, Lynn Russell. You know, wow. remember her in the 80s? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she was great. Well, it's like my wife and I were talking last night. She's, whatever happened to Donna Brazil? Because, <laughs> you know, I mean, she used yeah. to be on Fox. Yeah. But it was so toxic. Well, and she she was caught feeding 
uh, questions, questions to Clinton. And, yeah. and again, nobody and cares. It's okay. That's yeah. okay. Nobody cares. It's <laughs> so okay. that's why they belong. But I'm, I'm shocked. I didn't hear that Chris Wallace is gone. That is amazing. Yeah, I think he announced that on his Sunday show today, right? That's what yeah, I saw. Yeah, he just up and quit. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I he's... He 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 changed like his I don't know, dad like five six years. His ago. dad is literally flipping in his grave. <laughs> well, because Mike Wallace was, I thought, a good reporter. I didn't really. I, I don't know. I'm a little. Uh, I, the, yeah. only, I, I, the only. The only. I remember him on. He was. Was he on twenty? So no, 60, sixty minutes. minutes. I'm older than you, so I remember significantly. You were a baby. <laughs> you were just a baby. So you I were. didn't really follow his career. I don't know, but yeah. but. But Mike or Chris Wallace, I didn't definitely he, he did a cameo him. in Red Dawn. I thought, didn't he? <laughs> I think he did. Now yeah, that yeah, you mentioned it, and you didn't remember that, I was totally shocked. But yeah, I couldn't believe it. So keep an eye out for this. Uh, this governor my, thing. He just now, made my day. Now I'll tell you, it's not going to go anywhere. What, what? Even what? You know, he's he's vague no. and stupid and dumb. But it's not going to go anywhere because it, it what he appears to be proposing is uh, has already been tested in court, and mm-hmm. it's not. It's right. just not going to go anywhere. Right. It's not going to go anywhere. In fact, the guy, the attorney, we gave our a lifetime achievement. If you were at Gun Prom, we gave a lifetime achievement award to an attorney, Robert Wright. He was one of the attorneys here in San Diego, and he was one of the attorneys that helped fight to make sure that that right. uh, manufacturers are protected. All right, all right, folks. Kind of a heated start to the show, but that's what Gun Owners Radio is all about. Right here on FM ninety six one, AM eleven seventy. The answer. Folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. James Elio will be joining to talk about a different perspective on the Rittenhouse case. But first, self-defense and emergencies can happen to anyone, and there is no guarantee that the justice system will be on your side. Make sure you are protected for the legal battle after your self-defense battle. While you protect your family and property, U.S. Law Shield is here to defend you 24-7, 365 days a year with comprehensive self-defense coverage at an affordable price. Bad guys don't take days off, and neither does our coverage. Listeners, you can get a free T-shirt when you go use the code GUNOWNERSRADIO. Sign up today at uslawshield.com. All right, Michael. All right, our next guest is my buddy James. Uh, James is a fantastic guy. He's a friend, someone I respect very much, uh, someone who I enjoy uh, talking to about different uh, subjects uh, because he and I tend to disagree on a lot. One thing we uh, definitely agree on is the Second Amendment. He's very much a pro-Second Amendment guy, uh, not just uh, philosophically, but he's, uh, he's a big gun owner and a uh, huge gun owner. Um, really, really good dude. And, you know, sometimes when, when things come out in the news, you know, um, controversial, um, you know, subjects or rulings or whatever, court cases, and and the perspective is so clear to you, and, and yet, you know, half the country disagrees with you. And in, I know I personally wonder, well, I don't get it. Like, how do they see things so differently? It seems so clear to me. Um, so what I thought I'd do is is uh, the Rittenhouse case. Of course, we talked about it for the last couple of weeks. And uh, James is, like I said, a gun guy, owns guns, very, very in, much in favor of the, the Second Amendment. There's no, you know, I'm, I like the Second Amendment, but nope, not with James. He's unapologetic, uh, hardcore Second Amendment gun owner, um, ran for office a few times out here in San Diego, 
Um, it was uh, it, part of the uh, Democratic Party leadership here in San Diego, uh, elected onto the Central Committee. Um, great guy, fine judge of bourbon, my, my buddy James. How you doing, man? Hey, Michael. Thanks so much for the kind words. How you gentlemen doing today in San Diego? Great. Fantastic. So let's, let's, let's jump into it. So the Rittenhouse case, um, you know, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse went to this, uh, uh, went to this, uh, protest. Uh, it turned into a riot at times. Um, he, of course there were shots fired. There were three people shot. Um, and there was all kinds of video, all kinds of reporting finally made its way to the court system. And he was found not guilty of uh, all the above. And to me, um, and when I first heard about it, and you and I talked about it a little bit on, uh, you know, when when it first came, when it first happened, when I first heard about it, my first thought before seeing or hearing anything was, oh, geez, this is going to be horrible. But then after watching everything, um, you know, I kind of went down this rabbit hole with all the, the video and I thought, well, this is, you know, do I think that that he should have been there? I, I don't know. He should. I don't know if my if I had a seventeen year old, I don't know if I'd give him an AR and say, "Here, go to a riot." But he yeah, was there, yeah. and he it, it appeared to be a clear cut, um, you know, issue of self defense. And I was I thought, okay, yeah, the, it seems like the jury saw it. I want I, I and I don't know you and I you and I haven't talked about this directly. I wanted to do it all in the air and kind of un, un, unpack it all in the air. Um, but you seemed to, I, I, you appear to disagree with it. And I don't want to put words in your mouth, but can you talk a little bit about what you thought of the, of the decision? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and my, my indictment isn't per se, I, not the fact that I, I find an issue with him being found innocent as much as uh, it's just more and more proof to me that we have issues with the criminal justice system and that something needs to change. Um, uh, if you ask me if I think he's guilty, yeah, I, 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 I thought he was guilty. Um, but when it comes down to it, uh, you know, he was presumed innocent uh, by, by the jury, uh, I think majorly because of the system. And when you take a look at it, there was a ton of video that for some reason was thrown out as evidence that was not allowed to be used. Um, specifically, like the most indicting one was the overhead uh, uh, what was a drone view um, that was very controversial that the judge threw out. Uh, at times in the case, it was very hard to watch just because it almost seemed like the judge was acting like defense for uh, uh, for the kid at the time. Um, uh, it, it, like I said, it, it it's not per se. You know, if, if if he was found innocent, he was found innocent. That's the system that we live with, but. This is a bigger indictment, I think, on the system than it was the trial itself. Well, let's walk through some of it, and I want to—I definitely want to talk about what you mean by an indictment on the system, you know, in general. But but let's kind of, if you yeah. don't mind, let's walk through um, just some of the specifics. And uh, like I said, we, you and I have not discussed this at all, so I'm just kind of yeah. walking through. If you if you don't have an opinion or uh, you, you know that's not significant, then just say so. We'll we'll move on. But like sure. Sure the you know everybody got all excited that he was you know went across state lines. Um, mm-hmm. Is that an issue for you that he went across state lines? Um, an issue. Uh, I don't think he had any business doing it, uh, but it's prerogative. It's his life. It's, if his parents let him do so, let him do so. Uh, but that's that's you know mistake number one. I don't I don't think he should have been across state lines. You know, uh, if, if he was. You mean attend? Okay, so it, you don't think he should have attended the 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 the, the, the protest, or you don't think that he should have crossed state lines? 
Um, you know, I, I don't want to take away anyone's rights here, but, you know, he said he wanted to defend communities and stuff like that. And, you know, uh, he left his community to go defend another community. So, um, uh, you know, it's just, it's, 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 it's sort of a weird flex for me when, uh, you know, your whole thing is, Hey, I want to protect my community. I want to protect my community. Well, you left your community to go to another community. So, um, again, like I said, it's his prerogative. Um, but the state line thing, there. like they kept saying, like he yeah. crossed state lines. What does that matter? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, he he crossed state lines. It was it was you know, it was twenty minutes yeah. from his house. It didn't you know? Was, yeah, was I there? I guess what I'm asking is, you know, they 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 kept saying state lines like it was significant or had some kind of legal impact yeah. or had some kind of impact on what he was doing. Yeah, maybe yeah. out in California where state lines are, you know three hours away but in in yeah. you know the difference between his home and you know wisconsin and illinois was yeah. was nothing you know was yeah. is that fact significant did that or, or no not really no i really don't think it's significant i mean they, maybe they're making a big deal about it because he's a minor and there's there's a lot of uh uh you know when you're a minor you're very limited to your rights but but i, I don't think that there's a big a big difference with it. Do you think that he went there after seeing all the video? And, and I, you know, I know you saw a bunch of video. I saw a bunch of video. I saw interviews of him that night. Um, you yeah. know, do you think that he went there with the intention of uh, of of causing harm or violence, or do you think he went there with the intention of uh, of, of of trying to do good things? Was he was he going there to help people, or was he there and going there to make things worse? I think in his mind he was going there to be a hero. Uh, that that that's personally that's personally my opinion. I mean, if you're a you're you're a, a, a seventeen year a seventeen year old kid, and you think you're doing what's right, I I, I do think he was going there to be a hero. You know, but uh, uh, I I I just think I, I think his version of what a hero is and 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 and, and the events that went down uh, are are two completely different things. So the event. So what. Okay, so the first let's just go person by person. Yeah. It appeared that the first I'm I'm this is the, my appearance. You know, if you have a, a differing opinion, jump in. But w- the appearance sure. to me was that he was running around helping people like, "Hey, you you know, you need medical assistance or hey, this fire is happening or whatever." Run around yeah. doing that kind of stuff. At some yeah. point, he uh caught the eye of the of the first the first the first person he shot. Um, and, uh, that guy was, was very aggressive towards him, followed him, kind of keyed in on him and said, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm going to threaten this guy verbally. And then appeared to go after him physically. Do do, do you, do you, do you agree so far with that? Uh, pretty, pretty accurate. And, And then when he did, when, when he was confronted, I think a couple things happened from what I've seen. Uh, a gun was shot. It wasn't Kyle Rittenhouse's. Somebody else shot a gun in the air. It sounded like, and then yeah. that kind of added to the chaos. And then it yeah. it, it felt it, it appeared. And what Kyle testified to was that yeah. he was being confronted physically and felt like he was in danger from this guy. And then that's when he shot. That's that that was the first person he shot. You know, in it, from from his you know testimony, defending himself. Is that yeah? Is that still accurate or? Uh, I mean, pretty. That, you still agree pretty, with with the perspective, or I, I'm I'm with you so far, correct? Okay, so so that first one, you felt that was self defense. So I feel like it was self defense in the aspect that 
you know, he, he, he was being pursued. Um, but I also do believe that there was some provocation as well. Um, as you can, I, I mean, like, like, a, it's like you said, uh, they were, they were coming after him pretty aggressively and, you know, he wasn't the only person that was armed that, that, you know, protesters were quote unquote aggressively going after. Um, uh, I think it shows a lot of inexperience on his part. Uh, since he was the only person to really fire any shots, he did have, there were more people around him. Um, I think that it was definitely a mistake for him to be running around asking people for medical help, especially since he has no, no medical training or medical certificate certificates whatsoever. Uh, in fact, that's something in California, that's actually a crime where you're trying to give medical, medical attention to people without the proper certification, uh, when they're not in some sort of dire need, um, uh, so I, I think he was doing a little too much, and that's what put him on people's radar. So, yeah, he was defending himself, but I also think he didn't he didn't do a good job of not putting a target on himself. I I I I I think I think I think his behavior was provocative, and that's what sparked the whole thing. But if he was running around, you know, if he was running around saying, "Hey, do you need help?" You know, regardless of you know whether he had you know proper training or, or certification. He's running around saying, "Hey, you need help," or "Hey, I'm going to put this fire out." You know, is it really an indictment on him that that he well, that that made him a target? Or well, what was well, what was he doing there? I mean, he said he was there to defend defend small business. I mean, he 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 wasn't there to give medical help. If he was, uh, uh, you know, at protests and rallies, famously, there's people who wear you know white helmets. There's people who wear vests that they say that they're neutral observers. They're just there to give medical attention. Um, so there were people there to get some sort of medical attention. If, I, if, I, if his, go ahead. I'm sorry. If his big thing is, hey, I want to make sure people were medically okay. I mean, uh, he could have done that no problem. But you know, he 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 said it himself. He said, I wanted to defend small business and defend local business and make sure that protesters pe- peacefully protested. But um, I, but you, you and I are reasonable guys, and if you and I are walking around a, a protest or whatever, a riot, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah. And we saw somebody saying, "Hey, I'm, I, this 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 kid's putting out fires, and he's offering band aids." It it feels like you and I would have said, "Hey, this is a good guy. We wouldn't have targeted him." Hang out there, James. Let's go. To, we got to go take a break, sure. and then we'll come on. But let's let's continue right right where we left off. All right, this is Gun Owners Radio FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy. The answer. Hi, folks. Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Hey, does selling your home feel overwhelming? Well, it doesn't have to be that way, especially with Scott Vinson from Coldwall Banker Royal Realty. Scott Vinson is the perfect guide to help you sell or buy your home. Scott has also been a San Diego County gun owner board member from the very start. So if you're moving, let fellow Second Amendment supporter and real estate broker Scott Vinson, help you sell your home and find your new home anywhere in the United States. Call him today at 619-948-2459, or you can tell him you heard it about, tell him you heard about him on Gun Owners Radio. That's Scott at 619-948-2459, or you can go online to scottvinson.com. That's V-I-N-S-O-N. All right, we're talking to my buddy James Elliott about the Rittenhouse case. We were just talking about uh, uh, Kyle specifically being there. So, and I think this is a this is a good example of you know from my perspective. I'm thinking, hey, 
He probably I don't he shouldn't have been there. I don't think anybody should have been there, you know, and none of them should have been there. I don't I don't like the the protest. I don't like that it turned into a, a riot. I don't like uh, I didn't like any of it. That's not who I am, what I do. I I don't participate in that sort of thing. But um, I don't think he should have been there. But he it, it appeared to me he was there in an attempt to help um, and do good things. But and 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 you're saying, hey, I don't think he did a good job of not making himself a target. But I, my, I guess my question is, if he's running around doing good things, trying to help people, you know, isn't doesn't that say more about the the other people that that made him a target, or, or you know, what, what am I missing? Yeah, you, I mean, you definitely can. I mean, but but then again, we're not we're not responsible for other people's actions. We're only responsible for our own. Uh, you posed a pretty good question. You said if it was me or you out there, and we saw this kid running around, you know, what would we be saying? And you know, I I feel like I know you pretty well, and. Uh, I know the first thing I'd be telling myself is, I, you know what, maintain a safe distance away from from these people. You know, like, uh, uh, you, you know, don't do anything to provoke. Don't try and interact. You know, stand here and do what you're you're supposed to do. I mean, uh, it was uh, pretty well coordinated. Uh, they did they did some uh, surveying of the area before they went out. Uh, so I know there was some sort of tactical game plan. And I, I, I really think that he didn't follow his tactical game plan with whatever group he was working with. Because, um, again, like I said, he's the only person that fired off shots from, 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 from the quote-unquote like defenders of the community. Uh, a lot of other people with more experience, some older people, they, they didn't get in any sort of confrontations at all. Um, so, yeah, so yeah that, that, that's my big thing is, is you know, I, I, I think his actions were a little provocative because – He's running around asking them, hey, do you need medical advice with a firearm? And, you know, it, it, it's like you said, I'm a, I'm a hard defender of the Second Amendment. I, I, I truly believe in the Second Amendment. Shouldn't infringe on gun rights one iota. Uh, but if you got if you got someone coming up to you who's on the other team and they're asking you if you need help and they've got a firearm, you can see how in, 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 in retrospect that could be a little bit controversial, correct? I, I don't it's tough for me to say because I'm not. I I wouldn't put my everybody there. Everybody in the if I'm yeah. if I'm if I parachuted in and I'm in the middle of this you know mostly peaceful protest as Joe likes to say. Um, everybody there. My head's on a swivel. I don't trust anybody there. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it, I I I do. I think that if I see some kid running around with a medical bag saying, "Hey, do you need medical help?" or "Hey, I'm gonna put this fire out," I don't. I think that would that guy would kind of moved he would move off my radar a little bit okay this guy's okay he's yeah. good to go ar or not you know i yeah. think i think i think you know um yeah. i think yeah. it, that, that he would have moved off my radar yeah um, yeah i don't yeah. know but that, uh, that, that seems reasonable okay so let's move on to the next yeah. two so there are two yeah. other people so that so then so now everybody's yelling hey he shot somebody and yeah. the the crowd and i i almost i i kind of uh, uh I was going to say the only way I can put it is I kind of feel sorry for the next two people because yeah. the entire there's an entire crowd out there saying, "Hey, yeah. this guy's an active shooter and he's running yeah. and whatever." And yeah. so the second guy with a skateboard decides, "Hey, I'm going to go try to stop an active shooter." Now, everybody yeah. here thinks to themselves, "Man, if some active shooter starts doing something, I hope I hope I'm the guy that stands up and tries to do something." Yeah. The problem yeah. is he got it wrong. He believed an entire yeah. crowd, and he wasn't an active shooter. He wasn't harming people. He did legitimately defend his life. Um, but yeah. now, you know, you got to be sure. You got to be sure when you're when you're you know you take a, a weapon in this case his his skateboard and start beating somebody. You know, 
Yeah. So what, do, yeah. what are your thoughts on that? He So, again, you know, he was cleared legally saying, yeah, he was defending his life. What are your thoughts on, yeah. this, on the second, uh, you know, self-defense? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm pretty much in alignment with you on that. I mean, he, uh, uh, the guy with the skateboard went into fight or flight. I mean, uh, uh, he hears active shooter and he responded, you know. Uh, uh, I, I actually find it pretty courageous that the dude had a skateboard and uh, approached someone with, with a firearm. Um, uh, uh, very, very, very unfortunate. Um, you know, had it not gone down that quickly and Rittenhouse would have uh, made it to police where he apparently said he was running to, uh, there'd be two less dead people from this, uh, crazy event. Um, uh, definitely not indictment on the other two people that went after him. Uh, cause, cause it's exactly like you said, they heard active shooter and I think they wouldn't have fight or flight and they did what they did to, to try and stop an active shooter. Um, uh, but again, like I said, this is why it comes down to the, um, uh, experience aspect, like I said, with Rittenhouse and, it comes back to why I don't think he should have been there because if you're a 17-year-old kid, man, there's way more important things in this world than trying to go defend, like, a, a local donut shop. Like, you know, let them, let them do it. Like, there's small businesses have insurance for a reason. Uh, uh, you don't need to go play superhero. Worry about being a 17-year-old kid because uh, nothing good happens at one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning. So, okay. Uh, so the second guy, or the third person, finally, uh, that mm-hmm. guy did. I mean, he was carrying a gun, and he shouldn't have been. Uh, yeah. You know, that's a problem. I mean, he, he was. This guy was. You know, the, the, this guy was actually a criminal. He was actually doing something yeah. criminal. Um, yeah. And he he did kind of attack, and then kind of hesitant, kind of attack. And Rittenhouse, yeah. even from the video I saw, showed. Yeah. Uh, some some discipline in that he he didn't actually you know he he had more opportunity to defend himself with lethal force before he did i, I thought he actually yeah. showed some some restraint there in fact in yeah. both situations the, the final two people i thought he showed a lot of of restraint there um yeah. the, the third guy do you agree that was self-defense as well or, or what, what what are your thoughts uh i mean obviously yeah self-defense because someone was coming after him um uh but again uh uh, in response to hearing active shooter. Uh, so, so, I mean, like I said, it, it, it's, it's a mess. It's, it, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's a mess all over the place. It's like, okay, well, you know, you're defending yourself on the first one, but then that after the, the next two, it's like, you know, how, how can, how can you view this? And, and, and really that's why I said, uh, uh, it's more of an indictment on the, on the justice system because, you know, there was a lot of evidence to look at that wasn't allowed to be looked at. Um, you know, perhaps we could have formed different opinions on it. Uh, CNN uh, posted a lot of it, which I didn't even watch most of it because if, if you can't use it in the case, what's the point of watching it? Um, uh, so, like I said, it, it, it's that's why my conclusion at the end of this was, you know, this is more of an indictment on the system itself versus what actually transpired. So, talk about her. that. What if if all three were were legally justified? And, you know, it was obviously a big mess and, you know, but it was all, they're all legally justified. Then talk about why was, what, what's the indictment on the system? Well, you know, cause here's the thing we have different, we do have different charges that could be pressed against them as well. You know, like he was found innocent of first degree murder, uh, but they didn't even think about, okay, well, should he be charged with manslaughter? Uh, should he be charged with second degree? Should he be charged with third degree? You know, there's a whole lot that could have happened where the questions now change. Like, 
the jury, the jury was presented a case of first degree murder and they came up with a verdict based on that. Um, uh, nothing with, Hey, should, should we charge him with any sort of accidental death? Should we charge him with, um, uh, uh, any sort of manslaughter charges or anything like well, that? Do you, do you think None, that, but if, if all three were justified as far as self-defense, do you, do you think any level of, of homicide would have, would have, would have been, it was, you know, sh- he should have been charged with any level of, of homicide at all? Oh yeah, absolutely. Like uh, what, 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 what should he, you know, what, but then but how is it? justified self-defense and still some kind of illegal homicide? Uh, because first, someone trying to attack you with a skateboard could be interpreted many different ways. Um, is your life truly at threat or is your life truly at risk if someone's coming after you with a skateboard? Um, uh, you know, uh, uh, it, it, it basically opens a whole new series of questioning, motive, um, uh, and that's where they could dwell a little bit deeper on should you have been there? You know, uh, at the end of the day, we have on camera, he did kill three people. And we established that he was defending himself. But if you put a new series of questions in front of the jury at this time, or if you put a new series of questions in front of the um, uh, judge, you now have a different basis to go off of. So basically what I'm saying is, uh, uh, you know, if, if, if it's okay, you defended yourself, but was this accidental death should you still be held responsible for it um i, I think that changes a lot so what do, you, I, what, I, what, do you, what, what do you think he should have been convicted of and what what do you think the punishment should have been approximately i i i mean like i said it, it that's not it's not up to me i i think i, I think at a minimum um uh i, th- I think it, it that's a very tough question to ask michael because like i said the way our system works is a lot different like I, I don't want to say out here, I don't want to come out and say like, oh, you know, I think this should happen. I think this should happen. Um, uh, what, what, what's, it, it's just very interesting that, that gosh, sorry, I'm a, I'm a little That's all right. with it. Well, here, um, let, let, let's talk. So what, how is it an, an indictment on the system? Like, is it because, you know, what about Kyle made thing, made it go his way or, or what should it, well, would it have gone another it, way or? You know well, what I mean? It, like, it, why it, is it an it, indictment on the system? Well, because we see all the time um, uh, people who truly do defend themselves go to jail um, with, with, you know, far less evidence against them. Um, but I think he uh, did truly defend himself, though. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, yeah, I, 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 but you're, you're, you're entitled to that. Right? I mean, you're entitled to that, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I, too, think he defended himself, but I also think he provoked it. So. You know, he wouldn't be in a situation to send himself without previous action. So, no, I've uh, heard that before. I've heard that from very reasonable people saying, "Hey, look, yeah, yeah, he, 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 you know, he, he defended himself, and it was justified, but yeah. he shouldn't, he, you know, but the fact that he put himself in that situation, uh, there was actually a very yeah. famous self-defense case back in the '80s where uh, a guy, uh, this guy was in uh, LA County somewhere, and he would uh, strap a gun on, and he'd go walk into, you know, he'd go, go to a, a dangerous neighborhood and walk around until finally one day he was attacked and then he defended himself. And and, and yeah. anyway, James, I appreciate yeah. your perspective. I wish we could spend more time on it. I really appreciate you coming on and talking. Um, I, I think it's important that we that we hear yeah. from other people and, and, and uh, you know, talk about different angles of it. And I, I appreciate you doing that, man. Thank you for the time, gentlemen. You guys have a nice evening. All right, folks, stick around. Melissa Lee's coming up with an extended gift-buying guide for gun owners right here on Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer.
folks, welcome back to Gun Hunters Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Are you shopping for a gun owner? Not that you want to buy a gun owner, but are you shopping for a gun owner? <laughs> um, get some timely suggestions from Melissa Lee. But and first, most companies waste a lot of money on marketing. The reason why is because they don't have a clear message. You can have a website, you can have your social media, you can have advertising. But if you don't have a clear, easy-to-understand message, you're losing customers. Sage Tree gets it. Since 2005, Sage Tree has been helping companies with their websites and marketing. Contact them today and learn about their secret sauce to help you get more ROI. That's return on investment from your marketing dollars. Go to sagetree.com to learn more. All right, in studio, Melissa Lee, what do you got for us? Well, hello, men. Um, nice to see you guys again. Um, today, I have a continuation of my um, gift-giving guide. And how many of you are done Christmas shopping? Are you done? You're here. Not me, but I'm wondering if, if I did want to buy a gun owner. Do you have any, uh, <laughs> you have any uh, leads I'm, on that? I'm a gun owner. Way cheap. <laughs> Way cheap. <laughs> okay, so I have a couple. Um, this is a stocking stuffer that I have. I love this product. It's by Streamlight. It's um, the Streamlight Pocket Meat. And this has a carabiner um, attachment for your keychain. But let me see if I can not blind you guys. This is bright. This is a low setting. There's a, wait, there's a high setting. It, no, that was a high setting. Oh, my goodness. I just blinded myself. So um, very bright at um, 325 lumens. Wow. Um, there's high and low modes. At the high mode, it's 325 with a 76-meter beam, and it lasts for 20 minutes. On the low, it's 46 lumens. That's I think that's 46 lumens at 28 meters and um, one hour. It has a lithium battery charge. It, it, it charges in four hours. USB charge has like a little a little door right here. It's waterproof too. I don't know if I can open it. Oh my god, I'm blinding myself. Listen, it's right there. <laughs> and then um, it's spring-loaded clip with a carabiner, and it hangs flat, which is nice on your key ring which I like. It doesn't stick out and, it, you know, make it uncomfortable in your pocket. Um, it has impact-resistant polycarbonate and aluminum frame, unbreakable cup polycarbonate lens. It's weather-resistant, only two inches, and there's a two-year warranty. Um, I know that Rich is going to get one or two for stocking stuffers. This thing can be found at nalpak.com, N-A-L-P-A-K.com. And I know that you guys are worried about right now shipping, and it may not come in time. Well, guess what? Now Pack is in El Cajon, and you guys can go and just go there and show up and, and get it. So all the products I'm reviewing today, I've actually um, picked up at Now Pack. Um, the Streamlight Pocket Mate USB runs $25, and it comes in the blue and a silver, and this is the red. So that is a perfect um, stocking stuffer. I actually got one for my... My mom, I don't think she's listening anyways. Oh. So, hold, um, hold it up there so we can see it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That looks good. Yeah. You want to see it? How does it attach? What is it? Carabi carabiner. Carabiner. Is that what, how you say it? Car carabiner. Yeah. It is. Okay. That would make you the carabiner queen. 
I'll take 80s references for, <laughs> for 500, Alex. <laughs> Had to stop there. <laughs> okay. Very so, cool. the next one, kind of big. So, this is a product name that everybody knows and loves in the gun community. It's the Pelican. Pelican makes amazing waterproof cases for guns. Um, this is their new uh, 14, it's a personal cooler. It's 14 quarts, button closures. You see that? You got that? And what I like about this is that I actually took this to a range to a photo shoot. And I didn't want to get my phone, like, super dusty. It was full of dust everywhere. And there is actually a dry box at the top so that I can actually keep my phone in there, my wallet in there, anything. My keys all fit in there. So a dry box at the top. Drink holders at the top. It la locks with these latches that are easy to open. Oh, I wasn't supposed to do that. Uh, this is like a deep freezer seal right here. What's nice about this, see this little net netting right here? It can actually hold food or whatever you want. It can hold ice, an ice pack. It has a dry box here at the top too. So if you want to like put like sandwiches or something that doesn't need to be in ice, it can be in this tray. Um, so the tray comes in handy to keep everything dry and you can actually have a cooler like little you know an ice pack here up at the top if you want to you don't have to put anything there you don't you know you can take that off as well so this actually holds six cans and if you took the tray out it actually holds the tall bottles so it's got a lot of room it's pretty roomy in there there you go so apparently i don't even I haven't tried this yet. I don't even know if this actually works. Let's see, Joe. So it's, it's always exciting to try something for the first time live. Go ahead, give it a shot. <laughs> so apparently it has like a bottle opener right here on the outside, and it says, catch your cap magnet. So let's see if it actually catches the cap. This is a 14-quart and 36 hours of um, extreme ice retention. Have not tested that part out yet, but it held my ice packs very well all day long actually into the next day. Um, we'll see. Wow, it worked. All right, so we're one for one there. That's a good data point. I like that. This yeah. thing really is uh, pretty beefy. It looks like a real Pelican box, because uh, I guess it is a real Pelican box. I still like, I'd like to see Michael back his Jeep up over this thing, though, see how it would do. I think it would hand up, It would stand up pretty well. Let's try it. I got yeah, it on the parking lot. we actually talked about that. <laughs> yep, so... It doesn't have to hold food. It doesn't have to hold drinks. It could hold pretty much everything. But this is a pretty handy-dandy little uh, um, cooler here. And this thing will keep your stuff cold. It will keep everything that needs to keep dry, dry. Um, and I'm going to read some facts about it here. Let me see. Um, dry box, bottle opener, inner tray, three-year warranty. Uh, One-and-a-half-inch thick walls with freezer gasket lid. Um, this Pelican 14-quart um, personal cooler comes in the dark gray and green, which is this one. It also comes with the white and gray and a blue and teal. Retails for $99.95. And you can find this at Nowpack as well. So they have everything. Nowpack has um, 
gun lights. They have personal lights. Actually, Joe, I picked one up. I have to show it to you. And then um, they've got a lot of police gear, custom um, cases, like for pelicans, they actually shave out like the, the foam for you. Um, a lot of people do like they collect watches and like they have the most amazing watch cases I've ever seen. Um, so pelican at nowpack.com. So um, go down there. It's in El Cajon off, I think, Vernon Avenue in El Cajon, uh, corner of Vernon and Cuyamaca. Um, so it's N-A-L-P-A-K.com, and you can find both of these um, in-store or online. So what do you think? So that's a pretty solid bottle. I mean, that's a that's a beefy cooler here. With uh, And Pelican's been around for a long time. They build great... Uh, they have great cases and things like that, all sorts of different cases. I've never seen their uh, cooler though. So you got to get this. You got to get this thing. Uh, you need to get this thing out to Pala here in the summertime. See how it does in like 110 for the day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is actually I bought this cooler specifically for matches because I it just gets so hot at matches and I'm like I need a cold drink and I keep my supplies. Um, and then I can keep all of my, my um, what do you call it, like my personal items. My phone gets dust-free and my wallet, my keys. I don't have to bring my purse with me. It's awesome. Yeah, it's funny. You know, I didn't, I didn't used to do the cooler thing and the, the cart and all that stuff for the matches. And then, uh, you know, when I was, I was drinking a, a bottle of 90-degree water one day, Damn. and I'm thinking, man, this is stupid. And uh, so now I'm a I'm a firm believer in coolers and carts and all that stuff out there. But this one's solid, and the uh, the price on this was pretty reasonable too. I thought is this uh, the ninety nine dollar one? Because yeah. um, I saw you know comparable things like from um, can I say another? Uh, man? I guess I can. Huh? You see things from like Yeti, and because uh, I well yeah, and that's what you know. I I saw one of those um, out there. One of the uh, one of the more uh, financially secure guys out there had a Yeti cooler. And I was looking for a new cooler. I thought, wow, that one looks really nice. And I looked at the, the price on those things and um, probably easily double what this one is. And this one looks just uh, pretty much like it. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think this is a, a really good deal for that price, too. Yeah. And the handle actually locks in place. So when you're carrying it, it's not going to be swinging on you. I hate that when I'm carrying stuff and it actually swings on me and it's heavy. It just doesn't do me any good. So I like how the handle locks in place. So I think, Michael, you're a desert Jeep guy. Would this yeah. be a desert Jeep cooler? Yeah, I think so. Why not? Have you had the 90-degree water out there yet? Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, I went uh, off-roading in May once. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't go off-roading in May. Oh, my gosh. I thought I, I, thought I was just going to melt. But, yeah, you absolutely need something like that. And, you know, throwing some water in there would be perfect. And it's, it's pretty heavy-duty, too, man. Yeah, that that's really hardy. So I said, I want to. Uh, so that you know, that banging around in the back of the Jeep, you know, and and it, rather than the, the the you know like the cheap plastic, uh, you know, uh, generic ones or those foam ones you get from Seven Eleven. Oh gosh, those yeah, you guys break. you guys those go up those hills and roll all the way down and stuff. So I, this thing would uh, hold up pretty I, I don't, well. Look, I, think. I don't roll down hills, Joe. <laughs> I don't know who told you or who's been talking. Yeah, or I've what seen the video. video. <laughs> You've seen. <laughs> All right, folks. That Keep was the rubber fun. side down, right, Dave? You got it. Hey, get a grip of Joe Dramisi in the next segment. Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer.
Welcome back to Hour 2 of Gun Owners Radio with your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Germisi, and Michael Schwartz. Visit GunOwnersRadio.com with your questions and comments or to learn how to become a sponsor of the show. Time to get involved and get active. Together, we will win. Now here's Dave, Joe, and Michael on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1 AM 1170. Can you be on the left and support the Second Amendment? We're going to talk about it with Joe Dramisi next. PRMI Mortgage, primaries.com slash alpine. Are you in the military? Are you looking for help for a VA loan? And if you're looking to buy or refi, or if you're just considering a reverse mortgage, you need to call our local mortgage guy that you can trust. Call Chris Wiley at PRMI Mortgage. For nearly 25 years, Chris has been helping local San Diegans with all their mortgage needs. Call Chris Wiley at 619-722-1303 or just go to primeres.com slash alpine. All right, Joe, what do you got for us? So what we've got today is uh, can the left support the Second Amendment? Or more specifically, can um, someone who uh, self-identifies as leaning left uh, be a Second Amendment supporter? And um, where this came from, actually, is a couple of weeks ago, uh, Michael was reading an email on here from a member that was talking about that. And, um, you know, I was thinking, I, after listening to that, I was thinking about it. And so, oh, does that is that possible? Does that make sense? Can you be a Second Amendment supporter uh, and still be leaning left politically? So, um, you know, I was thinking about that. And... Uh, Figured, well, what the heck? Let's write about it and uh, examine that question a little bit. So, first off, you know, if you define what do we mean by leaning left, and uh, if you look it up in the dictionary, actually, it says sympathetic to or tending toward the left in politics. So, um, if you use that definition and think about it, you can probably make some assumptions about someone you know who who describes himself as that way. Probably uh, politically registered, uh, I would think, as a Democrat or an independent. Or if you're in California, you decline the state. Um, probably they get a lot of their information from CNN, MSNBC, KPBS, places like that. Um, they may uh, believe the riots in 2020 were mostly peaceful protests and America is racist and oppressive. And again, I'm just looking at, you know, general, if, uh, you know, the general impression. If somebody says, okay, uh, they're, they're left in terms of their politics, uh, these are things that are probably, you know, reasonably. Um, I don't know, common, say, for someone who, um, you know, who uh, believes that way. Uh, probably have a strong dislike for uh, President Trump. Um, maybe uh, pro-choice, but believe in uh, vaccine mandates. So, you know, different generalizations, I guess, you could make. I mean, you could do the same thing with someone that says they lean right. You know, there's probably a number of things that, uh, that would be typical there. So then if you think about, okay, what's it mean to support the Second Amendment? Because different people support the Second Amendment in different ways. Um, you know, some people uh, support organizations like ours, like San Diego County Gun Owners. They support uh, those kinds of organizations either with money or with time or with both. Um, they may write about uh, Second Amendment issues. Um, they may speak at events. Uh, they may do a number of different things to maybe help educate people about the Second Amendment uh, and that kind of thing. Um, you know, people probably do that lots of different ways, or they support the Second Amendment lots of different ways. What they probably don't do as a Second Amendment supporter is vote for politicians that um, aggressively pursue policies that that degrade the Second Amendment or that degrade our Second Amendment rights. 
So that's kind of what I was looking at is, okay, can you do both? And, um, you know, a lot of times uh, we look at it like in this country nowadays, uh, I think it's it's hard. We, we unfortunately have two, uh, you know, politically, if you're going to vote and participate, you really only have two choices. I mean, it's, you know, it's Republican or Democrat. Uh, that's really what you got here in this country. Um, you know, good or bad, that's how it is now. And um, years ago, and by years, I mean maybe 30 years ago, 40 years ago, you could, you know, you could vote. There could be a Democrat politician, say, that um, that support the Second Amendment. They're, you know, they're to the left on some issues. They're, on, they're to the right on other issues. And you could probably say the same about Republicans. Uh, I think nowadays we're so polarized in the country that pretty much, um, you know, if you're going to be a politician and you're going to run as a Democratic you know, politician or Democrat, um, you pretty much have to support gun control because they've made it, that party has made it, um, a central part of their platform. I mean, that's, that's essentially what they talk about is gun control. I think if you're, if you're a Democrat, they don't, what they used to call them, uh, was it blue dog Democrats? Is that how you used to refer to so it? So blue dog Democrats were, were, uh, uh, economically or financially conservative, Blue Steel Democrats are pro Second Amendment. Okay, are were, <laughs> are <laughs> okay. So um, yeah, and that's uh, that's good. It's just it's hard to to see the you know how are they going to get the support from their party to do that kind of stuff, um, you know, considering how hard over the party is right now. It's just it's just um, you know what we've evolved to today. So I think as a um, you know if you're going to be um, a second amendment supporter, I guess, or if you're going to say you're a second amendment supporter, there, there's a difference between, um, owning a gun and, you know, being a second amendment supporter. I mean, you would, you would think people that own guns would, would support the second amendment. Um, but again, uh, it's, it's hard to say you support the second amendment yet you vote for people that are trying to destroy it. So I'm not sure that, um, that you can actually, um, that you can actually do that. Um, I think maybe in the past you might have been able to, but I think nowadays you end up being just, you know, okay, you're a gun owner, uh, but not necessarily a Second Amendment supporter. So it's like, um, you know, owning a guitar and not being a musician, really. You know, just because you own a guitar doesn't make you a musician. Um, it's because you own a gun doesn't necessarily make you a Second Amendment supporter. But, uh, Michael, jump in here. You're allowed to uh, comment on this. One. I, I think that you're painting <laughs> an extremely accurate picture and portrayal of what's happening right now. Right now. That's, yeah, but that's what I'm I talking can't, about. In my position and in my job, I can't live in right now. My job is to change the future. So okay. I can't say, hey, you know what? This is how, these, these are how things are right now. Therefore, I'm going to deal with things. as it's very, it's very reactionary. I have to be proactive. I have to say, hey, you know what? Democrats are in power. It's it, they're becoming more and more popular. We have to change uh, their views. We have to move their needle. I can't say, well, let's see what they believe and then react to it. I have to make things happen. I have to go in and say, hey, things are going to be different. Total coincidence that we had James on the on the on the line here. James uh, is is someone you're, you're describing. He wants you know you name the progressive policy. He wants it. He wants. You know, universal basic income. He wants uh, uh, he wants health care for everybody. He wants it to be quote unquote free. Um, he wants uh, you know fairly open borders. Yeah, you name the policy. But he also doesn't want any laws restricting you from buying any kind of AR. He uh, he doesn't. He thinks CCWs are, are too much. You know, he thinks that people should just be able to carry if, as long as they can legally own the gun. He doesn't like magazine bans. You know, all, go down the list. He agrees with us wholeheartedly. 
Um, but he still votes for people who support the exactly like you said, and that bothers me. It bothers me because, like you said, well, gee, how are we going to make a difference here if you're voting for someone that that wants to destroy or at least doesn't want to defend the Second Amendment, um, even though you agree with? And I I totally get that. But the other thing I've seen James do is he sits down with candidates and says, "Look, here's how it is," and he fights it out going into the primary. Um, and moves the needle. Now, it, does has he convinced every single Democrat in every single situation that hey, they're wrong, and now they're all on our side? No, you know, of course not. That's that's a huge, uh, you know, Herculean task. But what I have seen him do, I've seen him educate people. I've seen him change minds. I've seen one guy move the needle a little bit. And the problem is, uh, we don't have enough one guys moving the needle a little bit. And I'm trying to be, in fact, not trying. We're successfully being that person, you know, that are moving the needle. Now, right now, the Democratic Party is very hostile towards the Second Amendment. But I can't live in that. I can't live in that reality. I got to look to the future and say, hey, this has to change. So, and the Republicans, don't even get me started. I, 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 the, the Republican Party <laughs> yeah. is little more than the second worst party when it comes to the Second Amendment. I, I agree with you 100%. And, so, and- so what you're saying is totally accurate. And I, I, I hate that people, you know, vote against their Second Amendment values. But we got. I got to move the needle. You know, we got. We, we can't. We can't stay there. We can't live within that with reality. And I think that that, that that the solution is to change hearts and minds. That's that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm trying to do. But that's what's happening successfully too. But if we just reject them out of hand, it's not going to work. It's not going to ever happen. We're not yeah. going to. We're not going to shame them into it. No, you know? it's not rejecting them. And it's it's just that again, answering the question: Can you be both? And I I don't know that you can right now and my, and my job is to make my, my job is that. to make it so you can <laughs> all right folks next we're going to learn about mark halcon's role in stcgo's origin story on gun owners radio fm 961 am 1170 the answer nice all right folks welcome back to gun owners radio FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Mark Halcon from uh, our newest sponsor from American Shooters in El Cajon. Up next. But first, we want to welcome American Shooters as the newest gun shop in San Diego and Gun Owner Radio's newest show sponsor. American Shooters just opened in El Cajon at 1468 Graves Avenue, just off the Bradley exit on 67. If you're looking for a great gun shop, for any of your firearm needs, go visit Mark Alcon and his team at American Shooter. They have a great selection of new and used and consigned firearms. That's American Shooters at 1464 Graves Avenue off the Bradley exit in El Cajon. So for those of you who don't know who Mark Halcon is, uh, he has been a, an advocate and supporter uh, and fighter for the Second Amendment and doing gun sales and, and all kinds of good things. Basically, the earth cooled, and Mark Halcon started <laughs> uh, supporting the Second Amendment, right? It was around that time, just after the earth cooled, is when you got involved in the uh, Yeah, Second that, Amendment. That, was, that was about it. <laughs> that was <Yeah>. about it. <laughs> I've known, you and I have known each other for, for years, and uh, you've been in business. You've been in the, a part of the firearms uh, industry in San Diego and California for, for decades, right? About 40 years, yes. Yeah. About forty years—that's an insanely long time. Um, and thank you so much for everything that you have done. Well, thank you. Um, so I was talking to Rich about uh, you, you opening up your new shop. 
Yes. Which is awesome. Which is, to tell them a little bit about the new shop. Well, it's, it's uh, those of you who are, know me from American Shooting Center, we closed that down in about uh, 2017. And this is just, it's not a range, it's just a retail store. We decided to go smaller this time. So it's uh, new used guns, consignments. We're going to try to buy a lot of collections and have them for sale there. Nice. And I, so, so Rich saying, yep, we're going to have Mark on, you know. And I said, well, you know Mark's, Mark's history, right, with San Diego County Gun Owners. He said, no. And I don't think a lot of people know um, that uh, it, was, it was about seven years ago. You and I had lunch down in Little Italy and both said, okay, we're, we're losing. <laughs> we're losing big. Well, that, that's about it. Uh, both you and I really enjoy lunch. And that's I can, true. I can tell you that uh, I had started an organization of the Firearm Dealers Association many years ago, and that turned out to be like herding cats. And so I thought the best way to try to get organized would start bringing in the customers of the gun stores. Yeah. And the best way to do that would be blow up what I had and start with a whole new organization. You and I talked about it, I think, quite a bit, and uh, – you took it and you ran with it, and you've done some great things with it, and I just really appreciate that. Well, we all have. A bunch of people support, but yeah, it was uh, it was over a, a sandwich at, uh, at uh, what's that pizza place? Filippi's. Yeah, there. Filippi's down in yeah. Little Italy <laughs> on yeah. my lunch break when I was in banking. <laughs> um, and uh, so what, what do you think, uh, you know, we talk about this a lot, but what happened in California? You, you know, you've been as engaged as, as anybody for as long or longer than anybody, um, you know, 40 years ago, we weren't an anti-gun state, uh, right? No. What 40 happened? Year, 40, years, 40 years ago, we had shooting ranges, outdoor shooting ranges. We had several of them up and down the coast. Uh, we had shooting clubs, uh, just like you'd have a golf club now. You, we had shooting ranges that had certain clubs that would go there back and forth. What changed was the political climate as we went further and further left wing and started getting into all the environmental issues. It, the gun owners and the gun shooters were easy target. And that's, that's, that preceded what we have right now. You know, it, it's just a shame because when we had a, a balanced system up in Sacramento, we could go up there and we could air our concerns and we'd have people listen to us. Now it's just a waste of a, a airline ticket because people will just shut the door. It, it, yeah, it won't even listen. I mean, it, we used to. We, we have the enormous advantage of being right. We're frankly right. We're we're, we're correct <laughs> on everything. Uh, and when it, when when you were talking to reasonable people and there was a balanced system, they would recognize that, and you know, we'd win more often than than not. But what did we do wrong? What did what did our side not do well enough? We didn't promote an all-inclusive membership. Uh, and by that, I mean all-inclusive. We didn't bring the younger shooters up where they needed to be. Uh, we just it became, we all aged, basically. And we didn't worry about what was coming behind us. And so we ended up with a lot of older shooters shooting trap and skeet and sporting clays and that type of thing. And their bias was we don't need semi-automatic rifles. They didn't see the forest for the tree. Uh, that we had a lot of younger shooters who felt we didn't need trap and skeet ranges. We just needed thousand yard rifle ranges. And so trying to organize everybody, the, the big, the big mistake we made again was not being all inclusive, not just with every voter arm that's out there, but with every minority organization, every youth organization, 
uh, I, I think promoting the youth organization was the number one uh, advantage we could have had at the time, but we didn't do it. So why do you think it's so hard? It seems like the other side, the anti-gun side, could you know organize at the drop of a hat. Um, I'm frankly a little jealous sometimes. You know that they're able to uh, get people motivated and get people to show up. What what's with us? Why well, why is it so? Why has it been so difficult to to herd our, our herd cats? It, you have to understand, gun ownership in and of itself is a sign of independence. That's how it started. People raising up arms and being going to be an independent state, basically. And right now, it's hard to get everybody on the same page. It's the same thing. The other side can organize. They put a phone tree together and they say, let's get people out there. And the gun owners, for the most part, and, and bless them, you know, they, they try the best they can. They donate the best they can. But a lot of us are, are blue-collar, hardworking people who don't can't take the time off. Yeah. We can't go. We can't go protest. We got a job, right? We got a job. We got to go to exactly, <laughs> exactly. Jobs and families and you know things like that. Well, and it's I found you know the left says uh, you know their their anti gun groups say hey uh, here's what we're going to go do, um, or more accurately, um, they'll have uh, like a pool of people that that go and do stuff, show up at city council meetings, show up at marches and protests, that sort of thing. They say, hey, this week it's 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 a gun issue. You know, last week, remember, we needed you to show up for an environmental issue. Well, this week it's a gun issue. And without hesitation, without asking, they go, okay, we'll be there. Tell it, you know, what color shirt are we wearing? Okay, great. We'll all, we'll all be there. Our side, it's like, you know, hey, guys, we need you to show up at a city council meeting. Well, wait, 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 why? why? Well, they're going to talk about this gun. Well, I don't know. Is that really something we should? Well, I, gee, golly, you know, there's parts of that. What's the exact wording, you know? You know, and trying to get you know, trying to explain the nuances and and the uh, you know of every single little you know to to a, to a hundred people. It's like, hey guys, we need you to just we need you to you know number one maybe do your own research if you're really you know worried about the nuance. But number two, we need you to trust us enough, you know, and stop splitting the hairs. You know, hey, we just need you to show up. You know, we just need you to show up. That's correct. The other side, you have to understand, they're emotionally driven. You know, they they operate off emotion. They don't operate off of logic because if they did, they would lose. And, and that's all there is to it. There isn't a gun argument out there that you can't apply logic to and succeed. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. We have the benefit that we're right. We're right. Up and down, the, you know, on every topic, we're, uh, we're right. But uh, that's one thing I've tried to do. And one thing you and I have talked about, uh, you know, especially at the beginning, was, was messaging. You know, and how we really need to, uh, we need to, I don't want to say we, we're, you know, copying off of their, their, their homework, but we need to come up with a message that resonates with people who disagree with us. Well, Michael, I think we're already doing that. I think you're doing a good job of that by, you know, promoting certain people who are running for certain offices and trying to get behind and support them. That, that sends a message right there. I, I agree. I think we're doing a way better job of it. Uh, but back in the day, ten years ago, I'm not sure we were doing a great job of it. You know, I, I don't think that. Um, I think that's something that we added. You, you and I, when we sat down and talked, that was something we wanted to add to the. Well, you know, ten, fifteen, twenty years ago, well, say fifteen, twenty years ago, we didn't have the school shootings. We didn't have, you know, all these horrific things going on. You know, that's one of the problem right now is the media will grab one story and stay on it and stay on it and stay on it. Unless it's to their advantage to, to ignore it, just like the uh, Alec Baldwin story went away. 
you know, it's no longer an issue, and it should be an issue. What did you? Th- what, what should? How? Could, why should it be an issue? Talk, talk a little bit about your perspective on that. It should be an issue because it's a great example of basic fundamental firearm safety gone wrong, and by that I mean the production people on that set violated every rule you can think of when it comes to not only motion picture etiquette but also firearms etiquette and that was done multiple times apparently and of course the last interview mr baldwin did basically said he didn't pull the trigger well we all know that's laughable we the guns don't guns don't go off by themselves if they did i wouldn't carry one i mean that's all there is to it okay so with when you sit there and say well it accidentally went off i've been doing this over 40 years i've been a forensic expert in court for many many years and every time I hear somebody say the gun accidentally went off, I have to point out to them that that is physically impossible. You know, I I, I was actually just I was working with a student this morning, and uh, was talking about that very thing. I I've never ever heard of a gun that actually accidentally went off. I've never heard of that situation ever. But I'm always hesitant to say that it never happens because I just don't know. Have you heard of anything like that ever happening? Oh, I've heard of it. Yes, there's certain. <clears throat> situations that can occur where you have a malfunction within the firearm for example if the chamber's too hot you can have you know if the gun what they call melt off where the cartridge right. gets inside there and it detonates yeah i've heard you're right i've yeah. heard of that that is an example you can have a safety mechanism within a firearm that breaks uh and allows the gun to fire when it shouldn't so th- those are all things but keep in mind when that gun fires it's being held by somebody and it's being held by somebody it's being controlled by somebody just saying a gun is going to go off and cause an accident or something like that, it's the same thing as saying you, a car is going to start itself and drive down the road at 100 miles an hour. Right, right, right. It's impossible. Right. That's interesting. So what what do you think? Uh, you and I had a little conversation about Alec Baldwin. What do you, is he in trouble? What do you think? What, what's gonna, what, 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 what path are they going to go down legally? I think we as a state were in trouble. We as, as the firearm dealers, I think, are in trouble. I, after four years of waiting to open up this new store. I was amazed all the new laws that passed, you know, with the registering ammunition and, you know, making private party transfers. If you, if I wanted to buy ammunition from you, we have to do a private party transfer. So there's a record in in all these things. So as a state, I think we're in trouble. I look at the other, what I call free states. I look at Nevada and Arizona, Texas and uh, New Mexico. And I look at all that's going on over there. They seem to get it right. All right, let's go to a commercial. We're going to be right back with Mark Alcon. All right, folks, stick around for more Gun Owners Radio with Mark Alcon from American Shooters on Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. We are very proud to be partnered with the National Concealed Carry Association as a 10-ring partner. NCCA exists to serve the Second Amendment community by providing a nationwide network of 2A advocates. They offer elite self-defense and concealed carry training from the nation's top instructors. And they provide rock-bottom prices on the best selection of gear and accessories. Join them today. Members get great prices and free shipping. You can learn a whole lot more from them at National Concealed Carry Association.com. We're here talking with Mark Halcon from American Shooters, uh, brand new shop in El Cajon, and your, the grand opening is, are we allowed to announce that yet? 
Yeah, we've decided we're having a grand opening on January 15th. We're going to be there with uh, Bill DC from CCW USA, and we're proud to have our San Diego County gun owners representatives there, too. We'll be there. We'll be there. And there's uh, I'm hearing rumors that we're going to serve some pizza. That's a San Diego County gun owners tradition. <laughs> Pretty much. What, <laughs> there will be pizza. <laughs> there will be pizza. Yeah. That should be the shop's Wait new motto, right? There. <laughs> hey, no Greek chicken? No, well, I, well, from what I understand, the pizza is, is outstanding. But it's in that same parking lot. It's, it's the only chicken. reason I brought it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Um, so tell us a little bit more about the shop. What what do you love most about being a retailer? What do you what 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 motivates you to, to run a gun shop? What motivates me mostly is I've met so many good people, you know, over the years in the industry, customers, and I always tell people that owning a gun store is like owning a bar. You meet meet the nicest people and the worst people sometimes the same day, and sometimes it's the same person. <laughs> yeah, but uh, we're more geared towards customer service. We're trying to accommodate people uh, with their, their needs and explain to them what gun is right, what gun's wrong. You know, men come in there sometimes with their wives and their girlfriends and they're, they're bound to determine that that woman needs a Glock, even though she can't charge the slide on it. And so we try to explain there's other semi-automatics that are lend themselves easier for loading and unloading and having safeties with them. Well, the first mistake those men made was going into your shop with their wife and girlfriend. Pick one or the other and bring her. Don't bring them both, right? That- <laughs> well, we're going to offer a service of daycare for husbands. So. <laughs> nice. Just put them in a corner with some some crayons. Sure. Just bring them on in. Let them uh, see what they want to buy. What's the biggest mistake people in general make when they're buying a firearm? The, the biggest mistake is they, A, either they don't educate themselves ahead of time, go take a class or... Uh, do some of these organized, like the organizations you get, the organized shoots that you do. Yeah, uh, People should go out and shoot first before they come in and buy a gun. Otherwise, they end up buying the gun, they go to shoot it for the first time, they come back and say, this is too loud or this is too much recoil or you know something like that. Yes, it's a gun. It's going to be loud and it's going to have some recoil. But some people are sensitive to that. I've started, it's really tough. I used to tell people like, well, hey, here's what you need to do. You got to go down, you got to blah, 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 blah. And they'd kind of glaze over. I've started when people ask me, "Hey, what 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 should be my first gun? You know, I'm going to buy a gun for the first time. What should I get?" Here's what I've started to do. I tell them, "Go shoot a Glock 19 and work out from there." You know, start with a Glock 19, and then if there's something about it that you don't like, find the gun that fixes that. And I've found that people, it's a little more tangible for people. I don't know. What do you think? Is that a, is that good advice? I would call that advice. Yeah. <laughs> You're not uh, a Glock guy, are you? Uh, well, it's not that I'm not a Glock guy. I, I think it's I think it's a, a fine gun. I, I often said that if the good Lord wanted us to have a plastic gun, he'd put water in it. <laughs> but having said that, what I tell people for their first gun is they can't go wrong with a good revolver. The, the revolver's easier to understand. It's easier to shoot. There's not safety levers and bells and whistles you have to worry about. Uh, I was showing a young man a SIG pistol the other day, and he was just baffled why we have a decocker on a SIG pistol, but we don't have it on other guns. Hmm. And so it just, you have to understand, most people who buy guns now, they're going to buy, they're not like us. They're going to buy a gun, they're going to buy a box of ammunition, and they'll be lucky to shoot that up in a year. It's going to sit there in the closet, it's going to sit there in the nightstand, and try to get somebody to understand how the gun works after they haven't touched it in a whole year. That's why I have a, a little bit more tendency to lean towards revolver for the very first gun. 
Uh, the Glock is a fine pistol. There's no doubt about that. But there's a lot of fine guns out there. So uh, how do we get people to do more training? I mean, you're... You know, you, you you support training a ton, and you have a, a, a training facility. Are you guys? How much you guys, in the new shop? Are you guys t- talk to, talk about training? What's your relationship going to be with with trainers and training? Well, we have a relationship with uh, CCW USA and with Bill DC. Yep. And so, what we try to do is, when people come in and they ask about training, we give them their card, we give them the flyer, and we ask them to go go see Bill. Okay, he probably does more training in the county. He and his assistant trainers do more training in the county than, than anybody else. Uh, when I had American Shooting Center, we used to have 30 people in our CCW class every time. And so we did quite a few back then, too. But I think that training is, is not only important, it, it's a perishable skill. You know, once you learn how to use a firearm, you need to go out there and practice. I, when I retrain people and do their requalification for the CCWs, and I ask them, when is the last time you shot? And they say two years ago. You know, I, I find that very, there, there's certain things that people don't understand. If, if you're a shooter, if you have a gun for self-defense and you go get a new prescription for your glasses, go out and shoot again because it's going to change how you see your sights. Mm. You know, if you have, you know, manual dexterity issues, arthritis, there's certain guns that aren't going to be good for you. Certain guns will. So there, it, it's not a one-size-fits-all industry. You have to kind of mold it to that person. Which is good. It's, I think it's excellent. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I. So that's awesome. You. You guys. Uh, Bill DC taught at the old shop for yes. a million years. So he's he's coming back and he's going to be your main go to guy when it comes to CCW. He will be your main go to guy. Yes. We have we have some Good. other shooters. There's some other shooting instruction clubs. There's um, uh, active shooter self defense club uh, in San Diego yeah. that Matt, does Matt right Matt Clear, Matt Clear. And they do quite a bit of shooting, uh, quite a bit of training. Excuse me, uh, but they they're more on the advanced side. Yeah. Yep. Bill's great. I took. Uh, I t- he, I got my my first CCW was the Utah, and I went through American Shooting Center. Bill DC uh, got it there, and uh, yeah, he's been wonderful. He's been a huge supporter of San Diego County Gunners. He's a great guy. Bill DC. I I I, t- I, t- I did my Bill DC impression to him one time, and he goes, I said, I said, you don't mind that I'm doing my Bill DC impression, do you? And he goes, Well, what is it? I'm like, No, I'm doing it right now, Bill. This is it. <laughs> He's the best. He's awesome. So uh, talk a little bit more about the county. I mean, the county's changed a lot in 40 years. The county's changed a lot just since American Shooting Center uh, you know, closed down. So just in the, in the gap between American Shooting Center and your new shop, San Diego County's changed significantly. W- w- you know, what, do, what are your thoughts on that, and what do you think we can do? Well, let's go back further than that. Let's go back. Like I said, I've been doing this about 40 years. People don't realize right there on Cuyamaca Street across from the airport was a great 500-yard rifle range for many, many years. I didn't know that. It was used by Elko and PD. It was used by the Highway Patrol, and it was used by civilians, too. That, that's a disadvantage of being my age. You remember all these things. Uh, but wait, wait, So wait a minute. Over by uh, Gillespie? Yes. On What is it, on the other side of the 67? Is that where it was? On or? the other side of 67. It was on the uh, west side of Cuyamaca. Now, so we need to knock down all those apartments and bring that back. <laughs> I get think, rid of some of these golf courses. I think for every golf course built, there ought to be a rifle range built. <laughs> I'm totally with that. Every time I see a golf course, I think that's just a wasted gun range. That's all that is. Well, it's hard to lead them. No. <laughs> so, I think that uh, you asked what's changed in the county, and it's it's what's changed is the base. It, what's changed is the people who make decisions for us. Our political leaders have changed. You know, when you have 
leadership that's all one party and they happen to be anti-gun or they happen to be anti-growth or anti-whatever, or you have a leadership that's pro on the other side, you have to have a combination. There's enough there for everybody. It can't be all one way or all the other way. There's got to be, you have to be able to sit down at the table and explain why we need what we need. Well, my hope is, you know, we, we got the CCW policy changed. There were about 1,100. Now there's about 5,000 or just over 5,000. And they're approving, what, Joe, 150 a month, something like that? Um, yeah, it'll just be, we should go over 6,000 this month, actually. Over 6,000. And about 200 a month the last couple of months. 200 a month, that's even better. Um, my hope is that, uh, you know, because that kind of cuts through all the BS, frankly. You know, wherever we are politically, everybody wants to defend themselves. So I've seen, you know, latte drinking yoga instructors with man buns get CCWs. You know, because they want to protect themselves. You know what I mean? It kind of cuts across political and cultural divides. And my hope is that, uh, you know, as we increase the amount of CCWs in the county, that it will actually change the culture. Um, it, you know, not overnight, but my hope is that the more people that say, yeah, this is the most effective self-defense tool ever created. Uh, I definitely want to carry it when I'm outside because we, we live in a, in a dangerous world, that the culture will begin to change. Am I, am I crazy? No, uh, I look at it a little bit different. I, I think I have a problem looking at a um, amendment to the Constitution and having to go ask permission to carry my firearm. Yeah, I'm a little bit more hardcore than that. Yeah, but I think that the culture does need to change, and we are seeing that. Whenever we see uh, like these smash and grab robberies that we're seeing up and down the coast right now, my phone's ringing off the wall. Can you put a class together? Can we do this? Can we do that? Uh, and, and I'm listening to shop owners who are really terrified right now. Mm. And at the same time, you've got the other side trying to defund the law enforcement. So it's just, you're going to be on your own, basically. Well, one of the things that's encouraging is this little guy right here, Jackson, goes and shoots. You know, he shoots every Wednesday. Tell Mark, what, what's your gun that you shoot every Wednesday? I'm currently shooting a 48 9mm pistol. Wow. Yeah. Eight that's years pretty- old. The guy shoots more than I think just about anybody in the room here. Well, we need 10 more just like him. <laughs> I know. But I think that's great. I, th- I Honestly, I don't know. I guess I'm kind of a glasses half full guy. But I think there's a light at the end of the tunnel. I think it's going to be a whole lot of, you know, um, two steps forward, one step back. Two steps forward, one step back. You know, we get we get a victory or two, and then we get smacked in the face. Like recently when they said, hey, possession of, of magazines, you know, normal capacity magazines is now a felony. Okay, that's, that's a step back. But – uh, you know, I still think we're moving in the right direction. I really do think that the future is bright, even here in California. I, I think the future is bright uh, nationwide. You know, what we see going on right now with, with the cases that are going to the Supreme Court and such, I think nationwide uh, the future is bright. I, I, I don't know about California. Uh, even though I'm a firearm dealer here in, in the state, and we go by all the rules we have to go by, it's, it's very disheartening when... I have people come in from Montana or Wyoming. They look at this and they say, how much does buy that gun? And we explain it to them that you have to have this permit and that permit, yeah. a birth certificate, and you have to register ammunition. It, it just almost like we're on another planet. So January 15th, grand opening uh, for American Shooters. Uh, we're going to promote it. San Diego County Gun Owners is going to promote it. Uh, do you guys have a website up yet or not yet? We have a website getting started right now. Getting started right now. Okay, excellent. So we'll get it to you. Be on the lookout, but if you're not on our email list yet, get on our email list, and we'll definitely let you know. Um, Thank you, Mark. Okay, thank you for having me.
All right, folks, stick around for Sam the Gunman. You can't hear it if you don't listen. Right here on 98.1 FM, 1170 AM, Gun Owners Radio. The answer. All right, folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Well, we live in a state where your self-defense rights are under attack. Let us be your voice to help defend and restore the Second Amendment, help spread the word about the fight, and there's two easy things you can do. Number one, like and subscribe to the show on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, Instagram, the podcast, or wherever you like to listen to our show. Number two, leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps boost the show and puts it in front of a lot more people. All Um, right. Are you going to do it? Yeah. What are we doing? Stop my nephew. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, every week, my nephew Sam comes on, and we ask him a trivia question. If you uh, send us a question, we'll give you a hat or or a shirt uh, if we use it on the radio. If you stump my nephew, we'll... uh, We'll give you a lifetime of training from Frontside out in Nevada. Pistol, rifle, shotgun, as much training as you want uh, if you stump my nephew. Okay, so do you want to ask the question? Okay. Sam, you there? Yeah, how are you guys? Good, buddy. How you doing, man? Not bad. Fantastic. Okay, Jackson's going to ask you the question. You ready? Let's have it. All right. Michael from Dell. Sarah asked, what is the most popular rifle rifle in the world? The most popular rifle in the world. Um, Michael, thanks. Well, not you, Michael. Other Michael. Thanks for writing in. What is the most popular rifle in the world? Now, there are a few different ways to measure popularity. Um, You could take that in terms of um, current production or sales volume. Or you could talk um, production volume of all time. And in terms of uh, all time production numbers, the most produced rifle in history um, has been the, the Mauser rifle and its uh, close derivatives. Um, whereas the most, um, as far as I'm aware, the most produced rifle in the world that is still being actively produced in large numbers would be uh, the AKM and its derivatives. All right, let's see. Durability, low production cost, availability, and ease of use are the features which assured AK-47 global success. Kalishnikov's creation performs in sandy or wet conditions that jam more sophisticated weapons. The designer called it a symbol of the creative genius of the Russian people. In fact, the AK-47 has made it into the Guinness Book of Records as the most widely spread weapon in the world with over 100 million Kalishnikov rifles currently in use. Makes a lot of sense. Mark, you're a, yeah, you're, you a, go. you're an AK guy, aren't you? Are you, are you an AK guy or an AR guy or just a gun guy? Um, I try to remain okay. a little bit platform agnostic, but um, it's I, I, I respect the, the AK platform a great deal. And Mark Halcon in the studio here, what, 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 are you an AR guy or an AK guy? Uh, actually, I'm an AK guy. I, I own several ARs, and we manufacture them. But the AK has a just such a durability platform. It's it's hard to uh, hard to ignore that. Is the is the uh, uh, 
the stereotype of AKs not being accurate? Is that is that overblown? Is that a myth, or is that accurate? Well, accuracy is in the hands of the people holding the firearm. You know that that's that's the first thing. But the second thing is it's battlefield accurate, which means it's made for close close encounters. It's not made as a as a five hundred yard precision precision rifle. So, all right, so Mark, uh, I don't know if you were listening, Sam, but Mark's been in the uh, gun industry in San Diego for over 40 years. Uh, Very cool. Yeah, he's reopening a shop. He was, uh, talk a little bit about your resume, Mark. Expert witness. We only have, in like 20 seconds, tell us a little bit about your resume. Been in and around the retail firearms industry for over 40 years, either as an instructor or owning a training academy or in the retail business. Yep. Okay. So Mark has a question. We were telling him about your segment, Sam. And so we got a heavy hitter here. Um, Mark, you got a question to stump my nephew? Sure. All right. Fire away. The 10 millimeter cartridge was first made popular in what firearm? Uh, This is a little more than I bargained for, but I think I can take a (laughs) shot at that if you'll pardon the pun. Um, the first handgun that it was actually cham- that was actually chambered for it was the uh, Bren 10, which was also available in 45. But the first uh, first firearms in 10 millimeter that became really successful were the Glock 20 and the Smith and Wesson model 1006. Great answer. And that Bren 10, who was it manufactured by? Um, uh, you know, I forget the 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 name it was like something and something associates they went out of business pretty rapidly um they they had jeff cooper behind them who spec'd out the cartridge to begin with but their their gun which was a cz 75 derivative yeah. um didn't didn't see huge production numbers it was dornis and dixon right i thought those were reindeer don't know <laughs> what, what do i win <laughs> what do you win? Yeah. Has barely, Wait a minute. Barely did, did you stump him? him? Did you stump him? Oh, that was barely though. Are you pre- 22 year old? 22 year old kid. How cool was that? Well, I'm not that much older. <laughs> how old do you think you would be if you didn't know how old you were today? 22, <laughs> right? Pretty exactly. much. Exactly. But well, you awesome. got to you got to hand it to this guy. I mean, he's pretty good. He's really good. Yeah, he's yep. really. Good. He does not get the questions beforehand. Nope. Uh, I try very hard to pick hard questions because I like stumping him. I it's it's a it's a personal well, it's not pleasure. You, it's our, it's our, our I like seeing him stumped. It's a personal pleasure of mine to see him uh, squirm and uh, get it wrong, which happens so 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 not very often. So yeah. awesome job, Sam. Another good job, Sam. Seriously. All right, man. Uh, is Hanukkah over? Is it still appropriate to say Happy Hanukkah? Um, I appreciate it. It is over, but uh, I appreciate the sentiment. Well, fantastic. All right, man. Excellent job. Anything you want to add? Anything you want to say? Um, no, I, I don't think I have anything. Uh, really interesting questions. Thanks very much for having me on, as always. Awesome. Cool. Look forward to hearing from you next week, my friend. Yep. You guys have a good night. All right. All right. So I think we're going to do uh, we're going to just a couple minutes here with our with our buddy Jack. We're going to do our new segment. Uh, you don't know Jackson. You don't know Jack. Son. <laughs> I didn't have enough time to do a Jackson one. Sorry. Awesome. We're all high, high quality production value. <laughs> do you like that? Do you like that intro? Yes. Yeah, it was pretty cool, right? All right. So every Wednesday you, you go and practice. And what did you practice last week? 
working from cover and dynamic movement. I, I saw that video. You guys did a video, right, on, on on your Instagram? Yep. So you were you were shooting from cover and then actually moving from cover to cover, right? Yes. That's awesome. Whose idea was that? Was that your trainer or is that something you wanted to work on? My trainer's. Yeah. What's your trainer's name again? Thomas. Good dude, right? Very much. <laughs> was it fun? Yep. What was the funnest part? All of it. All of it. That's that's the best answer right there. Uh, are you guys going to keep working on uh, on uh, using cover and movement, or what do you think you're going to work on next week? I think we are. We may resume that or work on something different. I I almost kind of hope we do the, a little bit of the same thing next week. How cool is that? How cool is that that you get to go shoot every week and have fun with, with Thomas? Very. <laughs> That's awesome. See what I mean, Mark? We have uh, we have uh, uh, an eight year old who's working on on cover and movement once a week, and uh, you know next time next time, I think this goes for everybody listening. Next time somebody says they don't have time to train, <laughs> remember the little guy here who's working on cover and movement at eight years old. There you go. I, he's the, you know he's the light at the end of the tunnel. Like I say, he certainly is. We need ten more just like him. All right. Well, excellent. So, uh, uh, when you uh, so does he come up with what you decide to work on, or, or or does how does that happen? Do you say, "Hey, Thomas, this is what I want to do"? Or most of the time, well, most of the time he picks it. But I feel like when we take breaks, I feel like he asks what I want to do. This. Yeah. So you get to you get to work on what you want to work on. Yep. Now, do you ever see something cool in a movie, and you're like, "Hey, I want to, I want to, I want to do that," or "I want to learn more about that." Sometimes. Yeah. Was there, is there a particular movie that you liked that, that motivated you? <laughs> Do you remember? Dirty. No? Dirty Harry? Is that what they said? Yeah. You like Dirty Harry? With with Clint Eastwood? Yeah. Wow. That's a good movie. <laughs> you do, do the catchphrases with it? back at Dirty Harry, now that you know what you know about using cover and movement, did he use cover and movement real well in that movie? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think, he just kind of he just kind of put himself out there, didn't he? I'm not sure there was a lot of movement or cover. Yeah. There was a lot of bravado. A lot of bravado. Yeah. By the way, uh, Dirty Harry, uh, written by the same guy who did Red Dawn. That's John Melius. Oh. For everybody playing at home. Anytime I can work in a Red Dawn reference, I do. Have you have you seen Red Dawn yet? No. I think I was about your age when I saw Red Dawn. Everything always goes back to Red Dawn, Dave. You <laughs> notice that? I know. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. Excellent job. You don't know Jackson. You don't know Jackson. <laughs> All right, folks. Hey, subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, YouTube, and whatever your favorite flavor is. And please support our great sponsors. San Diego County Gun Owners, U.S. Law Shield, the Dillon Law Group, PRMI Mortgage, Scott Vincent at Coldwell, Banker Royal Realty, Sage Street Web Development, National Concealed Carries Association, and our newest partner, American Shooting Shooters in El Cajon. Thanks to Joe Jermisi, Michael Schwartz, Melissa Lee, uh, and our wonderful, freshly married Brendan Thomas, and not to forget Action Jackson right here on FM 961 AM 1170 The Answer
This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.